This is a podcast from Rover. The best podcast you'll hear today starts in three, two, one. Shannon and Jaden on the edge. Welcome along to the Uncut Sex Education with Morgan Penn. Now, Morgan is a wonderful somatic sexologist, and we get her on every week to answer questions about sex, relationships, and your body. Now, if you check out our show notes below, you can find uh, Morgan on Instagram, and you can also find her on her website if you want to make an appointment. But, Morgan, kia ora, welcome to the podcast. Kia ora, so good to be here. We've got so many questions for you this week, Morgs. We're gonna we're gonna be breaking down, you know, relationships that are not that sexual anymore, uh, how to get pregnant during ovulation, male contraception, and we're also gonna be starting off with a bit of SP2 chat. Now, you know I'm a fan of the old SP2, Morgs. <laughs> you actually got your mum uh, uh, Kez a uh, SP2 for Christmas, and she loves it too. Good on her. Oh, she has a buzzing good time, yes. And uh, there's, there's somebody that has texted in this week, Morgan, saying, I'm nervous that my girlfriend uses her SP2 more than she wants to have sex with me. Should I be concerned? Now, if you're wondering what an SP2 is, it's a Satisfier Pro 2. It's a fantastic sex toy. and I will... How does it work? It's. Uh, would you describe it as like a clit sucker, Morgan? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is kind of what they're calling it. But it's pulse wave technology that creates like this kind of suction vortex um, that builds the the arousal and the intensity and then both. Goodness <laughs> me, sounds like a good is, time. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say, start out slow. <laughs> start out slow on them speeds yeah. and get ready to have a really fast wowser time. I've, I've put my finger in one. <laughs> Nice, okay. <laughs> now, Morgan, the question is, uh, we're getting back to the question now, should this person be nervous that they want to use the SP2 more than having sex? No, I don't think they should be nervous, but I do think that there are some things within this sexual dynamic that could be talked about and some things that might need to change. So I think the thing is that this person feels like maybe they're missing out a little bit but it's almost like a, a bit of a perspective shift needs to happen. You need to be celebrating that your partner is finding pleasure and that she's really taking responsibility for her pleasure. However, it feels like if she's going in that direction a little bit more and this person feels like they're missing out, I would be asking her, you know, what would she like more in the sexual connection that you two are having? And maybe even asking if she would like to include the SP2 in the play with you or asking if you can join them with one of her sessions. Um, mm. You know, I think sex toys are fantastic. I think they're really liberating for women's sexuality. However, like I am seeing a lot these days that there is a disconnect between women and their own ab- ability to self-pleasure with their body, you know. And I think that some people are preferring to turn to these quick, hard, intense, fixes than connect to their partner and that that is a little bit concerning to me so it's about finding out what's really going on in this dynamic and only those two are going to know and they just need to talk really honestly about what's happening is there much difference morgs of some you know like a guy being like shiver me timbers i love a blowjob or a woman being like oh i love being finger banged and and then another woman's preference is just to have the old sp2 whacked on her clit like is there really that much difference in those you know, like, does it matter that someone wants to use a toy in, instead of someone's 
face. Well, I think if they're in a relationship <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the guy feels like, and the, the person they're with feels like they're missing out, then I feel like it's an issue. But I mean, if, 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 it's, if, if it's not affecting anyone else, then I reckon go for gold. But hey, we've got the sexologist on the phone. The, this isn't her thoughts. <laughs> the, the issue with it is that what happens is that with our neural pathways from our brain to our sex center, when we're using high-pressure toys like this, is that we create one neural pathway to pleasure that becomes really strong, so it becomes really fast and the only way to be pleasured. And that's not we want. what we want. We want to have an expansive pleasure landscape with our bodies. So what I recommend is when you're using sex toys is use them a third of every time that you are being sexual. So yeah, you can have a preference, but that can you can actually become addicted to them. And it can mm. be the only way that you can orgasm. So... Yeah, if you are in a partnership, you do want to be able to connect sexually and enjoy that just as you would have a sexy night by yourself with the SP2. Now, you, well, you actually have one, Morgs, uh, and we talked about this on our podcast, The Training Sexologist, and uh, you got one, and I remember you texting me being like, I've got to get rid of this thing because I feel like I'm in a relationship <laughs> with it now. Uh, <laughs> have you ever gone back to it, or did it become too much of an addiction for you and you had to m- go back to your crystals? I went back to my crystal dillies because, and my phalanges because, honestly, the orgasms, whilst we're amazing with the SP2, they were too fast and they were like falling off a cliff. Whereas when I self-pleasure with my own fingers and with my own speed, it's like my body can actually catch up. Oh, oh. I like that. On the sex toys buzz here, pun intended, Morgs, you get sent mm-hmm. sex toys all the time, all the time. Yes. Which ones would you say absolutely yes and which one would you say don't waste your money? If you are like a, like if you've had an SB2 and you like that and so you're into kind of clit-sucking toys, the Missy Mini from Girls Get Off is next level. Like that is like the next grade up. Okay. Um, so, so if you like high intensity and you like that, go in that direction. Um, any toys that are kind of mimicking the tongue with even like a tongue type thing, nah, they don't work. Um, the right. classic like body wand that looks like a microphone, they're always a good time and they're good for like both sexes, good for all bodies and you can use it all over the body. So I highly recommend those ones. Okay. Now going back to that SP2 morgues, just, just quickly before you go. Now you, you, um, you were saying uh, that you know you can ask to join in with the pleasure, like the, the penis owner can. Now, does this make it almost too intense if there's penetrative sex and vigorous clit sucking? <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on the person, right? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you can use those kind of clit sucking toys to like stimulate nipples or to oh. put on for a little bit just to warm up, and then, and then take it away and leave it. I you know, see. so it's not like you have to go the full hog. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we've got some more questions that have come through. So, Morgan, let's get into it. Sex education. Let's talk about sex, baby. With Morgan from the Trainee Sexologist Podcast. Little bit, little bit. She is a qualified somatic sexologist, which means that she works hands-on with the body. She is so brilliant at her job, and we are very lucky to have her here every Wednesday night to talk and answer questions about sex, relationships, and your body. Kia ora, Morgan. Welcome to the show. Woo! 
Oh, hello, lovelies. Now, we have got a lot to cover today. Now, uh, we've got Jaden here. You ready to... He's going to hit you up with your first question. Why do I always get bored with sexual relationships? I want to form a long-term connection, but constantly find myself looking for change. Mm. Well, I actually think that's quite symptomatic of the world that we are currently living in. You know, something's broke, we throw it out instead of fixing it. You know, iPhones are outdated, we just upgrade. There's always someone new to swipe right on with dating apps. It always feels like there could be something better or something more. And so that that's what I think the kind of mentality is. But there may be something deeper going on with this person where they're actually struggling to connect on a deeper level. And so I would say there's potentially a fear of intimacy sitting there. And this is where we get to a certain place within relationships where actually we have to let our true self be seen and that's really vulnerable that's seeing each other warts and all and when we can get to that place actually that's when the sexual connection goes deeper and can get better so it's really interesting that can be a really uncomfortable place for people to be in So I think for this person, there's probably some underlying blocks, probably from their childhood about connection. Um, I would really recommend going and seeing a therapist, a psychologist or working with a sex therapist, someone who can kind of guide you through these things that are coming up because it's really beautiful to be in union, you know, in a long-term connection and going deeper sexually. Now, just a side question here, Morgs. Like, you hear a Mm. bunch of things like, you know, um, the seven-year itch and things like that where there's certain, you know, time frames that relationships kind of get to this point. Do you think that there's any actual real talk around that sort of thing where it's, you know, the three-year, five-year, seven-year where things tend to need a bit of work or do you think it can just happen anytime, anywhere? There are like scientific studies that say the seven-year itch is a thing, but more than that is that it's actually five years. It's at the five-year mark that people really become unsettled and look mm-hmm. and assess. And because, you know, from that point, they know that person really well. They can see what's going on. They're normally living together and they're thinking, okay, am I spending the rest of my life here? But what happens is they normally decide to stay, and the things that kind of were itching at them that they didn't bring to the surface at that time, two years down the track, this is like make or break. This is they're ready to go. Wow. So that's what actually happens. So what I would say, the advice around that is, if there is something that is constantly coming up in your relationship that is annoying you about your partner or that you feel like you can't break through, go and get help because everything might be good and you might just need some tweaking or some tools to keep moving through. Love it. Now, Morgs, we're going to get straight in here. Someone has said, can I get pregnant even though I'm outside my ovulation period? Oh, this is so hard because in theory, no. But yes, you can, especially if it's just a couple of days before you're starting to ovulate and that's because sperm can live up live for five days in the reproductive tract of a woman or vagina owner. So potentially you're not having sex in in your ovulation period, but it could have been before, and then you ovulate, and there's a little sperm hiding in there waiting, ready to jump on the egg. And if the egg chooses that sperm, we got a pregnancy going on. But if if you're tracking with different things like temperature and checking cervical mucus, you will know when you are fertile. And the cervical mucus is the biggest 
teller of fertility. Morgan, how long can like the sperm last up there for? Because you know you hear from people that are like my dates are out when they're pregnant. I was like, I, I should be, you know, eight weeks, but they're saying I'm six and a half weeks. That could a sperm live up there that long? No, five days maximum. Okay, um, because it can barely like survive in the vaginal cosmos that it's created inside there. It has to make the journey into the cervix and up into the fallopian tube to even like be able to survive. So, yeah, it can't last in the vagina. Another (laughs) question for you, Morgan. Are there any other forms of male contraception? I find condoms numb the feeling and make sex a whole lot less enjoyable. Uh, mm, Okay, vasectomies? Like, (laughs) honestly, that is the only thing that is available to men at the moment that they can actually do. And it's funny, I've got a client in the United States and she's just started seeing a guy and they've decided that they're going to be together and they never want to have kids. And so he went to go and get a vasectomy because of the abortion laws that are now rolling out there. Yep. And the wait list is six months to get a vasectomy because wow. everybody is trying to get a vasectomy because they're actually looking at it as short-term contraceptive. Wow. Because yeah, you so can you reverse way. it? Yeah. Wow. There's always risks of reversing it, but right. it's like, but that, it, oh, you know what? I'm glad there's a six-month waiting list. I am glad that finally some dudes are having to do something not so fun to get some uh, mm. contraception. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been working on a, a male contraceptive pill for about 10 years now, and I just mm. don't know what's going on there, but. Hopefully one day. It feels like a bunch of dudes are working on that and they're mm. like, oh, too hard. Oh, this is going to mess with their <laughs> hormones. Oh, it might make them a bit, put on a bit of weight. Oh, it might make them feel weird. Well, I don't know science, Sharon, but uh, and I don't know if, if you do either, but um, I don't know. They, they might actually be trying really hard. <laughs> Apparently the stinging needle is, uh, they've, they've found traces of that can help. Uh, with the male contraceptive. Don't rub that on your genitalia, obviously, but, you know, that's that's something I read up. Do you mean stinging nettle? Nettle, there we go. That's the one. Don't (laughs) use the stinging needle either. Thank you so much, Morgan. Bloody phenomenal work, as always, and we've got more questions for you on our podcast. At the list of final one, I have a listen to that. Text pod to 3343, some exclusive uncut stuff in there. And Morgs, we'll see you next week.